Welcome to Talking in Stations. It's Matterall. I'm here with Gregorin. How are you doing, Gregorin? I'm all right. Good evening. Okay, so today we have a survey that came out uh, from CCP, and we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, we'll also have a look at Dotland and see what's going on there. Some things, and then we'll take questions from you guys. Also, as an announcement, I will be out uh, tomorrow through probably Wednesday. Um, recovery, recovering from vaccine. Remember, we did, uh, what was it? Um, it wasn't isolation in station. It was quarantine in stations. And we talked a lot about COVID and gave information on how to avoid it and all that stuff. Well, now we're in a world a year later with vaccines, so you should definitely get vaccinated. And we'll leave it there. <laughs> okay. So uh, I will be out probably for uh, four or five days. Just in case. Just in case. Okay. So let's talk about EVE Online, shall we? I was looking at this this morning. Some people were kind of upset about this. I don't know what there was to be upset about. Uh, but there is a survey that you can do that will give you seven days of Omega. Uh, the So... You get seven days of Omega for about a 10 or 15 minute survey, which you can do. Uh, but you have to do it all at once in one sitting. Uh, and so you can't return to it. And as well as your own player profile. I don't know what that means, so we'll have to figure this out here. All right. Better understanding of EVE Online players is a long term pursuit of ours, engaging with you in the forums, et cetera, et cetera, working with CSM, et cetera, et cetera. I think this is just a setup for basically saying we want to get better information from the players so that we have more points of more data points by which to make decisions. And uh, I will just I will just say that they're incentivizing you for the first time that I've seen with seven days of Omega, which is kind of nice of them to do. Anyone that plays Eve online should really be interested in doing this anyway, because this is your way of representing yourself. Not CSM, um, not forums, not uh, any of that stuff. This is you talking to the company. They're going to look at what you say, and uh, they're going to compile all that. So represent yourself, represent your play style, represent play style for people that uh, that you know that uh, aren't playing right now but want to come back to the game, and uh, uh, fill this thing out. It seems a lot like what I was expecting when they said the thing about surveys in the patch notes i expected them to put in surveys that they could use for some sort of research for uh uh to to see what they can do for retention and things like that all right so using a third-party software it looks like 12 traits website so if you're there you're in the right place not the wrong place it's uh live today so do this as soon as you can and there's about 60 to 75 questions which is a lot but this is something they do rarely so it's worth your time sitting there just make sure you have 15 minutes of uninterrupted time so that you can get through it and then when you're all done you get a week of game time uh, i guess they send you a token afterwards uh, right here identifying you and then you get to turn in the token for um the game time. Pretty cool. All right. 
I think that's the uh, the news that was fresh today. But again, we're still looking at uh, the CSM uh, that uh, came out yesterday. Let's go to dev blogs here. That's kind of the big news is people are already turning in their... Oops. Let's go dev blog eve. I think we've already seen some people who are committed. Some incumbents are running again, like Kenneth. Billy's on the fence. Uh, he doesn't know if he's running, but we also have, um, what does take me? Who else is running that we know? Well, uh, none of the incumbents, uh, had, had put up their forum post last time I checked a few hours ago, but Kenneth said he was running again. I'm pretty sure that Phantomite said that he's running again. Uh, and there are a few others, and there's that person from, from Fraternity who we talked to. Uh, Dark Days. Dark Days, yeah. She is really cool. We're going to interview her next week. Not for CSM, but just because we wanted to get to know her anyway. She's an FC. She does all kinds of different things in the game. She happens to be from Fraternity, but she's not necessarily running as their candidate. They may support her, but she's not the Fraternity candidate. Um, and that's kind of a weird thing, I guess. She is the fraternity candidate, but she's not running to represent fraternity. She's running to um, to just be an advanced player. Yeah. Uh, it sounded like Noros was saying that uh, Maria Taylor, the incumbent from fraternity, probably wasn't going to run again. Yeah, that's unlikely. I'm sure this is fraternity's... Um, fraternity is going to back Dark, but Dark is not running as Fraternity's candidate. She is running as her own person, her own independent person. And uh, and when you meet her, I think you'll be fascinated with just how many different things she's good at in EVE Online, how many different things she does. And also, she has a background in being very good at other video games, like really competitive at, uh, at other mm, very well-known video games. So interesting person running there for Fraternity. Um, Dark, dark days. Uh, let's see who else is running. Jurious Doctor said he's running. Uh, he's run a few times, I think. And Tiberius, the wormhole guy from TIS, is considering a run. He wants to run, and he's more than likely going to run, but he hasn't quite committed yet. So that's fun. Zenaria, I don't know if Zenaria is running at all. Yeah, he is. He uh, put up his forum post. Oh, okay. And Ron USMC, I think, is running, right? That sounds right. <laughs> I I haven't seen his forum post yet, but um, he's the kind of person who could win. Sure. Uh, he's uh, Yeah, so Ron is running. I'm pretty sure he's running. I think he announced that he was running. Um, Rizo, thank you. Matterall for ZSM. Uh, I'm not going to get drafted, but thank you. That's nice. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, Let's see, there probably is, uh, let's see here. Let's see. Sometimes they attach this to the forums. They did. Here's the forum rules. But if you go to the actual forums, this is the CCP forums for EVE Online, you can go to, I think it's the community, let's see, Council of Stellar Management section, which is right here. 
And you have Assembly Hall, uh, GDA Park, and then CSM Campaigns. So you want to go to CSM Campaigns. And here you'll start to see, like Zunuria here, CSM 16 or Zeromos Plague, CSM 16. These are all the applicants. They're introducing themselves now. So we got Hurley LX, uh, Theo Aziz, Jurius Doctor, as mentioned before, Tidor Clow. Wow, there's a lot of new faces. This is really cool. Anis uh, Sasa. And uh, Moldavius. And uh, Hello Kitty Online. That's probably not a serious candidate, maybe. Maybe it is. I wouldn't be so sure. Uh, There are people who I write off as not serious, but I don't do it based on the name. Yeah. So anyway, if you click into any of these, and we'll just click into Thew here, uh, they will uh, introduce themselves and uh, give you uh, some standard um, questions or some standard some answers, some unique answers to some standard questions that CCP wants them to uh, talk about. So that's what you'll see in here. And this is a requirement. It didn't used to be, but it is now a requirement. So good luck. Another place where you can look up information for these guys is uh, Noisy Gamer. Probably the most thorough blogger or any source under here. And if you go to Noisy Gamer, and it's actually noisygamer.blogspot.com, uh, CSM Wire. And uh, CSM Wire is his, let's see, his website is devoted to. Uh, I wonder if he hasn't started it yet. This will get populated. Oh, here it is. Oh, yeah, he didn't do one last year. We'll see if he does one this year, but as you can see, he did for many years a full breakdown, a real compilation of information on every candidate. Let's just go to CSM 11. Um, or actually, those are notes. So that's CSM Watch. This is actually, or CSM Wire is... Um, yeah, that should be it. Ah, here we go. Candidate interviews. You can see, uh, you know, he put down all the interviews from all the uh, areas, and he put down uh, just a ton of information. So that is CSM Wire. That's at noisygamer.com. But we don't know if he's going to do it this year. I'll have to ask him. And there's the forums where you can check official candidates. Now, the question that we have to answer is, is Talking in Stations going to do interviews this year? And it looks like we probably will. We're just getting that together now since this was a surprise to us. We're going to um, get our heads together and figure out uh, what the division of labor will be, how many people want to be interviewers. We have some outside uh, interest in being interviewers so they can interview other candidates. And we're going to look into all that uh, as quickly as possible and make an announcement as quickly as possible. So we'll find out probably by this weekend, by the Sunday show, uh, we'll be able to tell you what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. It's kind of a, log a logistical thing too. When I did CSM, I want to say it was 13 or 14. Uh, I really just sat at work uh, after the day was over, turned on the stream for two hours and said, first come, first serve. And I would do about three or four interviews, just 20 minutes uh, on every day every day for two weeks. And then for European time zone people, I would come in early to work and I would do uh, um, two hours early in the morning. So I did a total of four hours of interviewing every day. 
and uh, was able to do about 30 interviews in a, about nine days, I think, or in 10 days or something. And so that's how we did it. And that was just the easiest way to do it. There was no scheduling. There was no anything. It was first come, first serve. And, uh, and that's how we did it. So, but since then, you know, we've gotten good at this sort of thing. So we can, we can spread out the, uh, the labor and send it out to different people. So you might see Ashtaroth, you might see Carneros, you might see the really good interviewers uh, talking to CSM people um, this season, 16. All right. Hey, thanks, Habit Gaming, for uh, subscribing. Okay, let's go over to... Oh, there was a couple other things. This is a, such a huge thing, and I, I kind of buried the lead. But look at this. The Native Mac Client play test is happening right now. Uh, I did see one of our Patreons actually was talking to me earlier saying that uh, he'd got it on and he turned it on and it was really sharp. It looked really good and then it crashed. <laughs> and that's what these play tests are about to fill in a bunch of bug reports, get it fixed, uh, make sure it's stable when it gets released. But it's it looks very promising. I want to know if any of you guys have tried the Mac client uh, today. If not, you still have uh, like six, seven days to, uh, to do that. So you want to get in there. How do you get this client? Apparently on the launcher, it's on the right hand side, but I was thinking like, well, that's just a chicken and egg problem. How do you get to the launcher, uh, to be able to download the Mac client? And, uh, I went to my browser and used that to see if I could find the, uh, client there, but that I couldn't find it there. So Let's see where you get it. Well, this is a 64-bit client. Here's the play test, and here's the instructions of the play test. So, uh, yeah, the very first thing it says here is the native client is not a finished product. So if something does bug out or crash, they're fixing that, and that's what this is all about. So that is what happened this morning to uh, one of our friends. Okay, the native Mac client will use additional space during the public test period. I think this is basically a second install, in other words, and then you can delete it when it's all done. Um, let's see, the test will automatically be removed from the system. A future launch update, the client server will be used, not reflecting upcoming tranquility. Yeah, so I think you have to have the current Mac client I think you have to have the current Mac client on your computer already, which I do not have. So that's why I'm, I'm probably having a problem with it. But if you do have the current Mac client, which makes sense, then on that launcher, you will be able to download the new client. It will, it will add a second client. So you have, you need some room for that for the duration of this uh, test, and then you can get rid of it. But uh, what's nice is if you have the app, the uh, OS client, you can compare the before and the after right there. And you will see a difference. So luckily that works. I'm super excited for this, especially if they make an N1 client, which they uh, said they were going to do. That's just great. So Mac client, test it now. Today it started. And there was one other thing here. Landmarks. We did cover landmarks before. And uh, Ashtarathi showed some video footage and uh, you've seen, who was it? Hateless actually ran around to all of them, took a bunch of pictures. Let's see actually if I can bring those up. These are really incredible. Um, here he is. 
So stuff like this is actually the one that you're looking at now. I believe that's Old Man Star. Well, and this just looks like the cover art, really. Look at how beautiful that is. So these are pictures from Hateless Gaming. I believe this is the, this next one here is the, uh, might be the Pull Radiance. I think that's Curse. Uh, I think. Or Stain, actually. Uh, you can see this big thing here is a um, Drifter Tower or whatever that is. It's what ushered in the drifters. Remember that when those things came in, they were actually cloaked. People would run into them <laughs> and uh, they would be cloaked. You could see right through them, but you could see there was an object there. And then over time, the cloaks wore off and these things became visible and they are gigantic. They were the first thing that was bigger than the grid. It was the first time we saw something that was huge and uh, people were freaking out about it. And then the drifters came soon after. And uh, that's how they introduced the larger grid size that you're able to see now. Before this, the grid was a lot smaller. There's another picture up close. Look at how it glows on. I don't know if that effect is with the tower itself or is it? I think it might be. But uh, those two things together look pretty good. Job Observatory. That's it. Thank you very much, Riso. We're going to introduce you to Riso soon. Uh, he's in the audience there. Uh, he has done something remarkable in EVE Online, but we're going to save the surprise to when we have him on. All right, this is, uh, I'm not sure what this is, but it looks pretty cool. Remember, this is animated gas in the game, so it, it actually moves and twinkles and does all that stuff. And, um, you know, it's really cool. And this is, oh, this is a pleasure hub. Hateless must have, uh, you know, gotten tired while he was flying around and made a couple stops there. We'll just put that back in his uh, personal diary or uh, his personal area. That's none of our business. All right. Yeah, so these are these are some of the landmarks that we've been showing you. Uh, they're new and updated across the galaxy. We gave you a list of what they were. I think there's like six or six to nine of them. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that uh, was that bathhouse or whatever that was a landmark to the pleasure hub? <laughs> okay, I didn't know. Yeah, all the guys stuff in. You know what's funny? Talking in stations, we've always thought of ourselves as kind of like that, you know, that station, that small, um, you know, Tatooine type cantina out in the middle of, you know, nowhere that people pass through and exchange information and secrets and that sort of thing. Uh, and so this is the kind of thing we had uh, in mind for that, some kind of destination. Of course, no pleasure from TIS. We're all business. Okay, I think that is the stuff that I wanted to get to there. So a lot of game news today. Uh, as far as player news, let's have a look here. Oh, one second. I was just going through some of this stuff and uh, to have a look at what was going on. By the way, yesterday I talking to someone from Pappy and I asked them how many keep stars were put in because a new keep star went down for Pappy inside of the uh, Delve Aquarius area. I think they're up to, I want to say seven or eight keep stars. So test is uh, definitely moving in. And at some point very soon, we're going to see more keep stars for test than for the Imperium. At that point, 
test will no longer be considered squatters, I guess, or maybe it'll be some some uh, some kind of dispute on whose territory it is anyway. Uh, but that's going to be an interesting moment. May not happen that soon because there's 11 keep stars inside the constellation of 1DQ. So I don't know how soon uh, Test is going to put up uh, 12 keep stars or a 12th keep star. So that may be a while. So maybe 1DQ will be well under siege before that actually happens. But it would be kind of an interesting moment, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think if you count the ones in Aquarius and fake Aquarius, uh, I think uh, Pappy now has more keep stars outside of the 1DQ, 1DQ constellation. Yeah, if you count Aquarius, fake Aquarius, and the fed up one in Fountain. Okay. Uh, one last thing here on Player News before I actually uh, introduce you to somebody at Talking in Stations that's uh, really important to us. I just wanted to look at this, and I was noticing that Silent Company has picked up 1,300 new members as if they didn't have enough before. This is a gigantic high-sec group, now numbering at 35,000. And I just want to check to see, as far as alliances go, if that is the biggest alliance by members. It is. Uh, They've been uh, largest. Uh, they surpassed Goon Swarm uh, in July, I think. Either July or August. I see. Well, I guess they don't register on Dotland because they don't have sovereignty. That must be why they're not here, because uh, Goonstorm is 29,000 yeah. and they are 35,000. The alliance in, on, on Dotland only shows Sov holding alliances. Yeah. Let's see who they have ranked these days. I don't actually know. Fraternity, at number one, they have the most amount of systems. This has always been, how many systems do you control? That puts you on top. It doesn't necessarily mean you're the strongest or whatever. But uh, Fraternity, well in control of 252 systems that they own. That's all that northern stuff in Tribute and Vale. Look at that. Uh, followed by Pandemic Horde, who would have been my guess for first place. They have 211 and test with 207, a very respectable size compared to Pandemic Horde. I wonder if all that territory, um, if that's a new arrangement because they've been taking over territory inside. Well, I think this is based on territorial claim units, though. I'm not sure how it's. Yeah, it's uh, based on anymore. TCUs. So this isn't very accurate anymore. It used to be accurate, but not anymore. Um, anyway, everything's in flux. So what's the matter? All right. So that's our Dotland stuff. Let me see if I have any questions here from the audience before we uh, transition over to an interview. Oh, Nth Dimensional is here. I actually want to meet you. I'm interested in what you're doing. Uh, for those who don't know, Nth Dimensional is a new streamer, relatively new to the game, and he's doing the new player experience in a very uh, interesting way. He's trying to earn his uh, his first plex um, in like a 24 hour period to see if it's possible. It's kind of like the streamers that decide they're going to do their first billion in market sales. So they show you every day how they're, I forget what that's called. The one, the 1 billion challenge or zero. To flex. Yeah. It's like zero to a billion challenge, I think on the market. And so they, you trade and you, and you 
you know, make your margins and then you collect money and reinvest and it's constant reinvestment until you get to 1 billion and people race to 1 billion and um, some people just smash it and other, they get lucky and uh, do it the right way. And, uh, and some people just never even get there. It just depends. But yeah, uh, Nth Dimensional, I think is doing the same thing, but with uh, ISK, so he can, he can uh, plex, I believe that's what he's going to do. So Plus, he's a good streamer and looks like he's very well organized and um, has a really good look to him. So good luck to him. He's in the audience. I think you can see there uh, at, nth stream, at Nth Dimensional. All right. Well, there's somebody else. I don't see any questions. If you do have a question, please write it again. I didn't see it. Now, I want to introduce you to... Let me get your picture up here. Actually, can you type me your name so that I don't try to spell it and uh, further embarrass myself? In the meantime, we'll go to Eve Who. Now, some of you might know that talking in stations isn't just a pretty face on your TV. It may not even be that. But we have a great newspaper that we started a while ago inside the game. And if you want to... Um, get that. You'll want to go to your mailing list and um, type in uh, at the bottom left there, you'll see mailing list. Click on that, hit new mailing list. And when you do that, you'll be given the option of putting in a name and you want to put in TIS news and that will get you onto our mailing list. And our mailing list is essentially what we use in the game to distribute a once a day email that we call our newspaper. And it's full of uh, just player news and some game news to get you involved. Okay. Sorry, I'm trying to keep up with chat here. Um, so anyway, for me, it's one of our really cool features at Talking in Stations. Not, not only do we have a really good Discord community of 4,500, by the way, it's gotten bigger and it's growing really fast these days, which is crazy. Um, we have a bunch of new channels, which is great. So if you're interested in industry, we have a whole industry channel for there. You have Kenneth in there just answering question after question after question. You have other industrialists helping out. It's really magnificent to see that naturally happen. It's not a forced channel. We also have a buy and trade channel that we opened up recently. And that one's just went gangbusters. Apparently people are, uh, I'm not just selling this, but I'm selling it, but I'm not selling it people are getting connected inside that trade channel, which surprised me because normally trade channels don't do well uh, unless they're within a certain group like the PanFam trade channel obviously does well because they trade amongst each other. But but this one is across the whole game. Yeah, I use that game. one a lot. Yeah, but this one is across the whole game and I didn't expect that it would take off, but it kind of has. So that's a little interesting thing. But the thing that I'm actually most proud of is the stuff that goes into the game because, again, we're in a metasphere. We're like sportscasters talking about the game. But inside the game, we have something too. And it is a newspaper, which I'm really happy about. So the person who writes that newspaper and who edits it and takes care of it and makes sure it goes out every day is the person I'm going to introduce you to now. And that's Adreland uh, Deninard. How you doing? Adrenaline? How do you, call, how do you say your name? Adrialand. You got it right. Adrialand Denard, pretty much. All right. And you're from Goonswarm Federation. Or Correct. Gulof. 
Yeah, uh, and you are a heck of a writer. I don't have you guys seen the newspaper out there? If you have X up or uh, you know, make it identify yourself in chat. But let's talk about you, Adrian. How long have you been uh, playing the game? Been playing on and off since around 2004, um, with some big gaps. Every couple of years, you know, they'll they'll institute a new update or something appealing, and I'll come back and try it out. Um, I'm really liking a lot of what's going on right now. Yeah. You mean the, uh, the proposed industrial changes or other stuff? I've mostly been a miner for most of my Eve career. Um, but recently I've wanted to get into industry and this seemed like a good time since I'm learning everything from scratch anyway, I might as well learn the new system. So, Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, why are you excited about this? Is there anything specific, or is it just the the scale of the changes? There are things that I wanted to do in the past that weren't available. Um, remember what a pain in the butt it used to be to like find a place to research blueprints and do jobs, and it just wasn't universally available? Right. Well, now it is, especially with me being in in Goon Swarm, there's plenty of uh, stations to do reactions at and research blueprints. And, you know, it's just, it's a lot easier to get into that stuff now than it was in, say, 2006. Oh, so much different. Yeah. Um, that happened because of structures. Uh, when structures came around, actually, it might have been before structures, when they did the Creus expansion, they basically lifted the. Uh, I think they made it so that stations that had manufacturing facilities or research facilities had an unlimited amount of slots. So you didn't have to worry about having to wait, uh, which was always a big pain when you were playing, probably. So uh, are you in 1DQ with everybody else? That's where I am. What, what's it like in there? Is it a big slumber party? Uh, everybody got their socks on? Is it all? It's it's like a little universe Un into itself like you know we have our own industry going in there you can for most of the day you can fly around in there i mean um they mostly come at night right? little raids and like in like frigates and stuff but um the only thing that really happened to me i, I sit gate duty for a while um like every other day and so it's it's not the most exciting thing you can do in EVE Online. So I'm sitting there and I'm writing and I'm sitting gate duty and I'm talking to some other guy and like 30 Pappy ships jump through and they're like, get off the gate, get off the gate. Well, I'm sitting there like not paying attention and I died instantly. So, <laughs> you know, you can find your own fun in there. Yeah. So you're on gate duty, huh? I didn't know. That. They say have different uh, different jobs for you to do while you're there. Yeah, there's a variety of things you can do. That's pretty funny. Well, that's cool. I mean, you're in an exciting time. Uh, there's definitely a showdown that seems to be looming. Maybe it never happens. Maybe it does. Uh, we'll see. We'll definitely know within, say, a year. Uh, have you been a part of this war, by the way, for a while? Or uh, did you come back in the middle of it? I joined Goon Swarm, I think, about a month ago. Mm -hmm. So I've been here for part of it, but I missed a lot of it. Yeah, so you weren't involved in the war before that at all. No, and mainly I'm not 
a big PvP guy. Um, you know, I'm trained for an interceptor. You know, I, I have a couple of frigates. I mainly just build ships. I've been building munins in 1DQ. That's mainly what I've been doing. Oh, cool. Well, you've got a little bit of uh, time before these changes actually hit, which will make that a lot more complicated. Actually, T2 is not touched yet. We assume it will be, but uh, it should remain the same, actually, after this uh, this next change. Okay, let's talk about the newspaper. Do you have uh, tell us about your methodology and how you actually put it together? Well, I actually have the easiest job because, like, you know, you guys and the staff and the community really go out and like watch stuff happen and make Reddit posts about it and post it in TIS chat. And the community's created all of these tools and websites where all of this information from the battles is pretty much instantly uploaded. So I, you know, I just go to these resources and read about what's happened and chat with people and then organize it into the newspaper. Yeah. It still takes quite a bit to, I mean, I find from one writer to another that uh, absorbing the information and then making sense of it, that takes some time. That takes some work. Do you, uh, now you have a different job. So you're kind of a reporter rather than like a journalist, I guess. Well, the reporter is like, here are the facts, here are the stats, this is what happened, these were the objectives, that kind of thing, right? That's what you go for? Right. Right. There's a couple of different styles of writing that I do. Mm -hmm. Um, So for for TIS with the newspaper, um, I've tried to be, um, you know, we've had various discussions about not being biased. Everyone's biased to a certain extent, but I I try to kind of keep middle of the road and just literally report what's happened and make it interesting for people to have a better understanding of of what's going on in the game. Um, I've done some articles over at Imperium News. That's more like analysis where it's your opinion and you, you you know, you pull data from the game and events that have happened, but um, it's more like that. But for TIS, I would say, yeah, I'm more of a reporter. Yeah. Yeah. I actually read your articles on uh, INN. They're really good. So if you guys want to read more, you guys should uh, check out INN and uh, and definitely sign up for this uh, in-game newspaper that we put out. Now, when I was doing it, when I started it, it was a lot shorter. <laughs> I've noticed that you've like doubled the size of it. Is that just because there's that much data out there? Yeah, it's actually not as long as I would like to do. I mean, we, we want to keep it reasonably short so that, you know, no one wants to pick up an Eve novel every day. That's brand new novel. But um, there is a there is more that I would like to do with it. You know, I usually fill up the, you know, I hit the maximum space allowed for an email. Um, I know we have a website coming up at some point, and that'll probably give me some more room to like write longer articles or put in some things that I haven't done. Yeah. I think we've talked about it with fans before, but if you haven't heard that, we're turning our talkinginstations.com into a proper written news, uh, well, news and analysis site for EVE Online. It's what we do here. Uh, It's what we're all, uh, we have a lot of writers on staff uh, and we want to put them back, you know, into that medium. Uh, So we're going to feature a lot of uh, 
Adrenaline's work and uh, everything that's been in the newspaper will be in that website. So if you missed all the early stuff from October and November and December, you'll be able to, uh, to, to find the back issues there. So it's kind of going to be a really nice day after day after day journal, right? So how long, uh, tell us about, again, your commitment level is really high. How long does it take you to kind of like put all that together? And do you work ahead when you work? The nice thing about it is, you know, I'll have various writing projects going on during the day. Um, you know, cause I also have a part-time job and I also have two, you know, young, beautiful daughters and I can do most of this from my phone. So literally, you know, I get up at like five 30 in the morning and just start pulling up the info, you know, and I pull up the app on my phone and I start typing like a paragraph at a time. Or on your phone. I'll, yeah. I'll, you can get you, the, the app we use, you can do it on your phone. And, uh, so literally, I'm like walking around, making breakfast, <laughs> making sure people have book bags, writing about whatever battle happened overnight. And, you know, I, I kind of just do it all day, a little bit at a time. And at the end of the day, you know, we have a newspaper and maybe a, a an article for a different website or, you know, however much I can get done. Yeah, I love that idea of you're like uh, uh, handing your, you know, the book bag to the kids without looking at them and they're <laughs> while you're typing on your phone. Uh, the news story. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, it's, uh, again, if you don't have this newspaper, you should definitely get it. It's free. It's got no advertising. It's got no nothing. It's just straight up news. It's got no analysis that, uh, I mean, it, it used to have analysis when I was writing it because that's normally what I do. But do you actually put analysis in it or how would you say you've, your approach is to it? Is it just just the facts? To a certain extent, I put a little bit of analysis in. I, I try not to analyze things that I'm not the, the expert on. You know, we have a lot of people at, at TIS who are absolutely have spent 300 hours studying something and would be a better source than me. But um, I do try to just keep it to what's happened. But, you know, I try to be thorough. I put some analysis in there if I feel I have something significant to contribute. Oh, cool. All right. And uh, do you see this? Uh, you, again, when we open up the website, there'll be more opportunities for you to write in that medium as well. And this newspaper will continue, even though we have the website, both things will happen at the same time. Is there anything else that you're looking forward to uh, with this um, newspaper and website that's coming? My feeling is um, right now, the newspaper tends to be a little battle heavy because, you know, we have huge war going on. There's lots of battles, but I feel like people are interested in when they're looking at a battle, what ships were in it, especially what ships were people using to fight other ships and what builds were they using and, and how did that go? And I'd like to get into a bit more analysis on that because really other than linking the ship types into the newspaper as little links, I don't have the room to really get into much get into it much more than that. So um, that's probably one thing I'd like to do on the website. Yeah, I think uh, it's one thing to give information. It's another thing. I think like the second step to that is to say these two ships uh, work well together because one is a hard counter to another and uh, just add a little bit more information. And that way a person goes away with knowing what happened, but also knowing 
why it happened, what the context was for those ship choices. Um, and then they learn a little bit more and can pilot a little bit better uh, into the future. Um, but yeah, very, I think your style of doing it in a very gentle and slow way uh, totally works because we want to keep it, keep it instance heavy. This happened. Here's what happened. This is the report. And uh, and leave all the analysis to the talking heads and the the uh, what do they call them pundits the pundit class I guess. All right, man. Well, it's good to talk to you. I talk to you every day, so it's really weird interviewing you, right? But um, is there any? Thanks for having me. Any time. We're gonna start featuring you a bit more. Is there any like a uh, shout out or anything you want to say to anybody that's uh, listening? Uh, I have great respect to everyone who has spent time developing tools for the community and on both sides of the war, you know, you guys' commitment and passion is, is really cool from someone who's covering this as a journalist. So thank you. Well, thank you. All right. Uh, that was, uh, Adreeland Denenard. Uh, he is our editor for the, uh, TIS news mailing list inside of the game. Uh, to get that, to get our newspaper in game called TIS news while in the Eve, uh, client for mail at the bottom left is a button called add mailing list, use it and add TIS news. Then expect your player news every day. You couldn't tell. I just read that. That's what I, uh, wrote as a blurb to, to, post everywhere. And this is my my one plea to everybody is that that mailing list is really heavy. And I think we have a ceiling of 3000 people on it. Uh, we're probably at about uh, between 1500 and 2000. What we would really like is for you to share it and to spread it with other people that we can't reach. And the reason we're providing this service and in a very neutral and factual way is because we want people to be able to know what's going on in EVE without being pulled out of the game, without having to go and uh, figure out if they want to read from this site or that site. Uh, we want to keep people in the game, but also benefit from knowing that there's a whole universe around them that's at work and doing things, and there's drama, and there's stories, and there's uh, all kinds of collisions of purpose. So that's what that's all about. So if you could spread that around, uh, give it to your court mates, uh, that sort of thing, that would be awesome. And thank you uh, once again, Adreeland. I appreciate all your work. It's, uh, it's actually amazing how consistent you are. Thank you. All right. That's all we have time for today. As I said, I'll be gone for a few days, uh, but the guys are all still here. So the show continues and uh, I will see you probably next week. Um, but uh, look forward to all the programming happening this weekend. Again, Friday we have... Uh, a really cool guest. His name is Gory. We call him, uh, well, actually, we don't call him this, but he's been known as Mustachio. He's a beautiful big mustache, uh, but he's a new player, and he's going to tell you uh, about uh, the kind of stuff that he's up to, and Rundle and Ashtaroth, they will be uh, taking care of that, and then on Sunday, we'll have the uh, subject matter experts back to talk about what's going on in EVE Online to review the week, and then uh, then we'll see you next week. Okay, thanks, everyone. Until next time, that's all for Talking In Station. See you next week.